Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey everybody, Chandler Bolt here. I'm here with Hal Elrod, which is a good friend, a fellow San Diegan, and one of the most inspirational guys I know. He's the number one best-selling author of what is now being widely regarded as one of the most life-changing books ever written. It's an awesome book, The Miracle Morning. It's the not-so-obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. And The Miracle Morning is something I've been using since January consistently every single morning since January. And it's, it's made an amazing impact in my life. And I, I know just from hearing from so many other people and even the Miracle Morning community Facebook group online that there are just tons of people that swear by this and it's completely changed their life. Now, one thing, and I'm sure we'll get this get to this um, in the interview, and the, the book has just been a huge success, and we'll obviously get to that. It's got over, over 700 five-star reviews on Amazon, but what's pretty incredible about Hal's story, and I, I tell this to people all the time, and I don't know if you know this, Hal, but on, on like every podcast interview I'm on or whatever, I'm always uh, sending love your way. Um, but what I, I love that. is, is uh, the story here is that that how actually died at age 20. He was hit head on by a drunk driver at 70 miles per hour, broke 11 bones, died for six minutes and spent six days in a coma only to wake up to face the news that he may never walk again. So as you can imagine, crazy news to face out of a crazy accident. And then shortly after he ran a 52 mile ultra marathon and went on to have crazy success as a coach, as a speaker, keynotes, all this stuff. But what we're really going to dive into in this interview is his book, The Miracle Morning. Um, he also has another book um, that we'll talk about as well. But that book and how he's built a business, how he's built a following in this really a, a movement off of one single book. And and it's it's blown up into something that I imagine is much bigger than he even thought it was when he started. But how welcome. Excited to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. My mic is like pinned over here. And so I kind of, I'll be talking over to the side a little bit to, to get good audio. Uh, my neck by the end will be all cranked out, but um, dude, glad to be here Chandler. You're uh, you're like one of my favorite guys and uh, in this space and seeing your meteor meteoric rise to success has been awesome, dude. I thought you almost said mediocre rise. I, I almost like, did because, you know, it's, I mean, at times I've been unimpressed <laughs> with you, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm excited to dive in here. And I just kind of want to start out by going back to the beginning. So what a lot of people don't know is that The Miracle Morning wasn't your first book. It was Taking Life Head On. So tell us a little bit about that, where the creation from that came, and then how that sprang into the next book. Yes, the first book, Taking Life Head On. Uh, so you mentioned my car accident. I was hit head on by a drunk driver, died for six minutes, told I'd never walk again, and then bounced back from that in just incredible fashion. And I felt that actually the doctor suggested that I write a book because I was so happy and positive in the hospital. They thought I was in denial. They thought I was delusional. Like they're like, it's not real. He's like bottling up all these emotions and, you know, he, he, he should be depressed and, and scared and sad and angry and all this. Um, so I wrote the first book. 
took me six years because I never considered myself a writer. I just, you know, but I really felt a sense of responsibility to share what I had done and, and, and my, my thought process and what I had done to really handle my adversity in such a positive way. And the first book came out. Um, I worked my butt off. Like I, I went and spoke all over the country for free just to collect email addresses from audiences so I could promote the book on the day that it came out. You know, I collected thousands of email addresses. I promoted the book and I had, I had signed with a very small publisher, like a ma and pa publisher. And I didn't know anything. I was 25, I think. And um, so for me, when a publisher said, yeah, we want to publish your work, I was just like, oh my gosh, a publisher wants to publish me. I didn't realize it was like a dude and his wife that lived in an apartment, right? And so I worked my butt off. I hit number, uh, number six on all of Amazon, like the day wow. came out, number six on all of Amazon and number one, of course, in my category. And, um, you know, I'm all stoked. And, uh, and then, um, my publisher puts up like my book cover on the front of their websites, like number one bestseller on Amazon da, 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 and I'm all excited. And then a couple of weeks went by and all of a sudden my publisher stopped. He wasn't answering the phone. He wasn't returning my emails. And to keep a long story short, uh, after weeks of this, another one of his authors, I wasn't his only author. He had like a dozen authors. Another one of his authors hired a private investigator to drive out to his office and the office was cleaned out empty. So whatever money, I will never know how many books I sold to hit number six on Amazon, you know, uh, or how much money I made. Um, I don't know those numbers. I just know that it was enough money for him to justify throwing out his entire business and going on the run with all of my royalties. And so I never, wow. I never saw the, you never saw the royalties and just decided that, all right, there's a few ways I could respond to this. And I just was like, I, I want to share my message. And I immediately figured out how to, I Googled how to self publish a book. Right. <laughs> and then I self published that book and it came out. And, um, and this will be important in, in what we talk about today. The, if you go to Amazon, the reviews for that book, are stellar. There's, you know, I think 80 reviews and like 76 of them are five stars and the other four are four stars. There's not a single review at three, two or one stars. So people really like that book. However, it hasn't sold. It hasn't sold tens of thousands. And it's probably sold a few thousand copies or whatever. It hasn't sold. And, and that was like, it's been out for 10 years, eight years or whatever. So hasn't sold an insane amount of copies. Hasn't made me a lot of money. People love the book. So there's a difference between writing a good book and writing a book that in my, in my, I could say a book that creates a movement, but basically a book that, that gets to do the two things that every author wants that very few authors ever get. And Chandler, I'm sure you'll agree completely with this. The two things that every author really wants is income and impact, right? That's really ultimately, if you're, you know, not, not lying to yourself, you'd love a book that impacts millions of people and a book that makes you millions of dollars. And so getting that, there's a certain kind of formula or equation that I got kind of lucky with, with the miracle morning, but I've been analyzing the heck out of what that is. So you're actually going to be one of the first places that I talk about that today. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive more into that. And what's crazy about that story is getting, get hit on, head on by a drunk driver, die, you know, come back, run an ultra marathon. A lot of people, that would be enough to completely shut their life down. Stop, throw the hands up. I'm done. I'm just unlucky. Life sucks. Woe is me. But yeah. then you work your way back and then get pooped on 
by a publisher yeah, that, like, that then takes all your money to Mexico to buy cocaine and strippers. The publisher knew my story. Like, what an asshole. How could you do, like, how effed up to be, like, this young kid who, you know, like, almost died right. and wrote a book about it. We're going to take all his money. So, you know what, I honestly, I, it's the way I look at people. I'm like, I just, I try to look at everybody with a place of non-judgment. And rather than be angry at him or pissed off, I'm like, dude, you know what? He's obviously going through some, him and his wife are going through some really difficult times that they would take that, those measures. So I, I chose to feel sorry for them rather than feel anger toward them. Absolutely. So did you end up relaunching that book? Um, relaunching the first book? Yeah. And I didn't do much of a launch. Like I just like, I got it self-published through, um, at the time it was Lightning Source. Uh, now it's through, and I redid it again through Create Space when Miracle got Morning it. came out because they're both through that. Um, and I recommend create space, uh, or actually I recommend whatever you, whatever you do. Um, but, uh, the, uh, yeah, so I republished that book in, I don't remember. So it came out in 2006, uh, you know, the publisher stole the stuff right away and I probably republished it before the end of the year. You know, I'm, I'm guessing if I can remember correctly. And what was the biggest takeaway, the biggest lesson from that whole experience? Um, Oh, I mean, there's, you know, there's probably, I don't know what the biggest one was. Uh, it's, it's everyone Multiple. should write a, everyone should write a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think everyone should write a book. I, I think that there are so many benefits to writing a book uh, on so many levels. You know, if you're like, I know you focus on in your book launch, it's like how to write a book to make money and make an impact, you know? So if, yeah. you have a, if you're a business person, uh, give you an example. You know, I, I, I'm a speaker and I used to be a youth speaker. I, I do some youth stuff, but mostly corporate now, but I do youth stuff. And I, I reached out, I got booked to speak at a high school in North Dakota and I just, I crushed it and he loved it. And he like gave me all the contacts of every high school in North Dakota. So I called a bunch of them and this one gal had reached out to me and uh, she had heard about my speech and she asked me to speak it or she wanted to pricing. That was it, just pricing. And I said, um, hey, I said, oh, before I got off the phone, I said, by the way, I said, um, what is your, give me your address real quick and I will, I'll send you a copy of, of my book as a thank you, you know, for considering me. She's like, oh, okay. And so she gives me her address and I send her a book and I get a call, I don't know, three months later and she books me for a $6,500 speech at a high school. The most I had ever, I was making like 2,500 a speech, even less sometimes. She gives me 6,500 and, and when I'm out there, she goes, you know what? It was pretty smart that you sent me that book. I said, yeah, why? She goes, because she goes, I talked to, you know, I probably talked to at least half a dozen speakers, maybe more. You're the only one that sent me your book and that's why I booked you. And therefore, yeah, I, the only one she remembered, right? Yeah, she goes, you're, yeah, you're exactly. Your book, she goes, I got some brochures from other people. They went into a file. Your book sat on my desk until I finally picked it up, opened it, and started reading it, right? Right. It's, so, I, I think the business card has been replaced by a book. And now, because people can throw away business cards, but there's just something about a book that you can't throw it away. You yeah. feel like a wasteful snob just horrible person if someone gives you a book and you go home and throw it in the trash so what do you do you put unless, it in the unless you put you're an asshole publisher then you throw the book away and take all the money from the profits <laughs> but otherwise most people well here's the thing though you said here you said something i want to i want to make a distinction about you said the book has replaced the business card here's the thing no it hasn't it has for anybody watching this that wants to make that their reality but for 99 percent of your competition they're giving out business cards. So really important. <laughs> right, right. It, it, it's replaced the business card for people who know what they're doing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, if, if you want, if you, if you want to take out, it's a small percentage of people that have figured that out. But, uh, but yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. What is it? it New York times study, 81% of people want to write a book less than 1% of people actually do. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly right. 
So what were some other big takeaways from that first, from that first kind of big success, but failure all built in one? So there's, there's, this is a takeaway that I probably articulated recently, but I I can really attribute it back then. Mm -hmm. It's that there's three things that we all have to share in a book. So people they're one of the, one of the big hangups they have reason they don't write a book, you know, 81% want to only 1% do. Why is that? One of the things that separate, I think, you know, one is like fear of failure. I mean, there's different things that prevent people from taking the action, but I think one of them is they go, what, who am I to write a book? What would I even write about? And so the three things that we all have to write about, we have, and this is trademark Chandler, don't steal this in self-publishing school. Uh, (laughs) We've got our, we have our story, we have our struggles and we have our strategies and all of us have that. And that for me, when I, my first book, the, that sense of responsibility to write the book is I thought, right, I've got a story, I've got a struggle. And I, I, I figured out some strategies that, that turned my struggle around so fast. I ha- feel I, I, ha- I, I would be a jerk if I didn't share those with people. So I feel like we all have a, beyond just that a book could help us. I think there's, in some ways there's, we have a responsibility to put our story, our struggles, and our strategies into book form that can help. We don't know how many other people can get helped. And not to mention, leave our legacy for our children to read that book and our grandchildren and learn our, our story and our struggle and our strategies to help their life. Um, and The Miracle Morning is the same thing. It was not a book idea. It was my story of when the U.S. economy crashed in 2008. I lost. I went from being on top of the world. I had a six-figure business, bought a brand new house, bought my dream car, a little two-door sports car, and then the economy crashed like overnight, everything crashed with it. And then, so that was my story. That was my struggle. And then I created this strategy that I eventually called the miracle morning because within two months, it almost tripled my income more than doubled. It almost tripled it. I went from being in the worst shape of my life to running that 52 mile ultra marathon that you talked about. And I went from being deeply depressed to being like back on, you know, in, a, in my peak form in two months. And because of that, I called it my miracle morning, but it was never going to be a book. It took four years for it to be a book. But again, I felt a sense of responsibility that I figured out this strategy that I called the miracle morning that changed my life so fast. It was, it was a miracle. And I felt like I have to share this with other people. Now, what two questions, what, what took it so long to become a book and what was the spark that, that got it there that said, okay, Hey, I've got to do this and I've got to release this new book. Great question. Um, yeah, I mean, so what took it for so long is, you know, lack of clarity. What's the book going to be about? What's it going to be right? Um, insecurity. Like who am I to write a book about the morning ritual? Like didn't somebody else probably write that book? And there's all these other gurus that they talk about it. Like Tony Robbins talks about the hour of power and Robin Sharma talks about the morning ritual. And I'm like, you know, but the more I, 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 I researched it, I'm like, nobody's done a book on that. Like it's, it's part of these other guys, 10 things that they teach. But if you have a limiting belief that says, I'm not a morning person, you're going to take action on the other nine and you're going to leave that one alone, right? So I realize people don't understand that this is arguably the single most important change you can make in your life to improve your business, your relationships, your health, your energy is how you start your day. You win the morning, you win the day, you create an extraordinary life. I mean, that's the, the essence of the, you know, the, the formula. And what got me to finally do it though because here's the thing, all of us have fears, self-doubt, insecurity, lack of clarity. There's all, we all, we're all a freaking mess, right? And I hired a coach. 
I am a coach, so I know the power of accountability. And one day at an epiphany, I was looking at my goals, my affirmations, and I'm like, dude, I failed to write the Miracle Morning in 2008 or 2009, I think, is when I started thinking of writing a book. 2008, I failed. 2009, I failed. 2010, I failed. 2011, I failed. It was like every year it was a goal, and every <laughs> year I failed. And I was like, what's missing? Why, am I, why can't I do this? And I was like, I don't have any accountability. I have no one holding me accountable. So I, I was like, that's what I need. I hired an accountability coach and it went from four years of failing to write a book, The Miracle Morning. Four months later, the book was in print on Amazon, number one bestseller and, you know, and, and everything was started. So four months, I got more done in four months with accountability wow. than I got in four years without the accountability. So having that sort of, some sort of community or support or accountability is crucial. And I think so many people can relate to that because so many people just like you have had that New Year's resolution, that goal of, hey, this is the year I write a book. But then year after year, the clock just keeps ticking and they never do it. And it's funny you mentioned the four months thing because that's, that's exactly what we kind of harp on in self-publishing school is, hey, put yourself under the gun, give yourself three months. We pair people up with an, what we call an accountability buddy, basically <laughs> just our funny name for an accountability partner. And tell the world that you're going to do it and then agree to your accountability buddy because it's it's important to be accountable to a person but also publicly accountable like when like when like when you were setting goals when you're back in your cut code days which we haven't talked about this on this interview but same same deal right you set the public accountability and then you go hit them well in my first live event which you were a huge part of right? That same thing it was my 2000 it was my in 2011 my goal my affirmation said Put on your first live event. Get over your fear. You owe it to the world and the people that'll be there, right? And it was mid-2014. I was looking through paperwork in my office here, and I found my 2011 affirmations, and I saw that goal. And I'm like, I am a, like, I am a wuss, right? Like, <laughs> I am lame. What the? It's 2014, and in 2011, I'm trying to give myself a pep talk, say, get over your fear. Just do it, right? And uh, so what I did is I went onto my Facebook, Miracle Morning Facebook community. I said, hey, everybody, mark your calendar. First weekend in December in San Diego, California, our first live event, it's going to be life-changing. And I hit send, and I went, holy shit. I have to find out how to put on an event in San Diego first weekend in December. But obviously, I mean, you were part of it. It happened, right? Yeah. Everybody get the five-minute journal. <laughs> That was that was a <laughs> highlight of the event. We'll have to link up or something to that video. Um, yeah, dude, we got to find that. But um, so let's fast forward a little bit and let's dive into some of the marketing bits and then we'll move on to monetizing how the books grow in your business, all that. But let's so fast forward a little bit. So you've got the book written, um, all that good stuff. And we're into the marketing phase. We're into the publishing phase. What kind of stuff did you do to get that to kickstart the success of the Miracle Morning and to market that book. Yeah, I uh, well, I'll tell you, there's a, there was a blog post that really helped for anybody. It was Michael Hyatt. If you just Google Michael Hyatt bestseller, I think you'll find it. But uh, I, I took a lot of great tips from that. The main one was forming a launch team. So I created a launch team where I put out, you know, I just modeled what he had done. And I, I put out the, um, I made an application on my website and it said, hey, you know, to create a movement, it, it takes more than one person. Anybody else that's been impacted by the Miracle Morning, um, yeah, I, let me remind me of this launch team. I want to back up one second because probably the most important thing I did is before the book ever came out, I put up an opt-in page with the first two chapters for free. Actually, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Before that, 
I put up an opt-in. I recorded a 60-minute audio where somebody just interviewed me because I was like, I, I don't know what I'm going to write. So I just like wrote down some notes, bullet points on the what the Miracle Morning was and how it changed my life. I had somebody interview me. I took that audio, which was done on freeconferencecall.com for $0. <laughs> I put that up on a website, but you had to opt in to get it. And I had over 10,000 people opt in in the two or three years while I was do, twiddling my thumbs trying to finish the book. So mm. when the book came out, oh, and so, and then once I got the first two chapters done, it replaced it. And then it went on that opt-in page. You got the audio and the first two chapters and it had the release date at the bottom of, you know, the first two chapters of each page it was like, Hey, get ready to buy the book on this date. And I put that on my Facebook and social media. So more people opted in, even, even the 10,000 people that opted in for the chapter or the audio, they came back. So the point is, right before the first thing you want to do right and in my opinion and and is you want to get your some content around your book whether it's an audio or the first couple chapters or the first chapter or the intro or whatever on an opt-in page and start getting people to opt in so here's the beauty of it before the book ever came out there were thousands of people who had had their lives changed by the miracle morning because i taught the concept on an audio mm -hmm. before i ever even thought you know really got to yeah. writing the book so that's an important first component because that's a big aspect of it Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule. Book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And One then, second before you move on yeah. to the launch team stuff. Um, how did, what did you do to drive those 10,000 people that opted in? Or how did those people find your, your page? Um, I mean, it was over years, right? So it was, you know, I mean, it was over years. Um, it was me. I heard, you know, I heard from Dan Kennedy. He said, the greatest asset you have is your email list. And, you know, he calls it income on demand. If you have 10,000 people on your, if you have a thousand on your email list and you're able to get 10% to buy your product, right? You send out an email, boom, you make money. If you have 10 times that many people on the email list, same amount of effort to send that email out and you make 10 yep. times as much money. So he says, build your email list and you you build your income, right? So, um, the, uh, so I did it in a lot of different ways. The opt-in page, uh, social media was a big part of it. You know, um, I also spoke at live events and I created little, you know, yeah, this was like, this dates me. Um, but I created business, you know, I, I went to Vistaprint and got free business cards that said, put your name and email address, right? And I would go before the speech and I'd like, can't put those on all the chairs or have somebody do that for me. And then they would turn those in and then I would go home and spend like five hours entering in their name and email address. I would just go to the opt-in page, my own opt-in page, and I would name and email send you know, back and name and email send. So I, dude, I, I put in thousands of you and then i finally got like the girl that lived next door to me i like underpaid her like two dollars an hour or something she was young. Um, and then she entered them in for me and uh yeah so 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 that's but that, that that's how a big part of it was i was a speaker so i was speaking all the time yeah got it okay and then so keep going with what you're saying so, about the launch team so the launch team so i created an application for the launch team and uh and and again this is people that had already you know i had ten thousand people on the list which had, they, they had read the chapter. So they were already warm to the idea. You know, most authors write a book and they're like, Hey, everybody, my book comes out today, you know? And it's like, 
oh, okay, right? There's no momentum. There's no, yeah, you need an audience ready for the book, you know? So pr prime them well in advance, at least months in advance. And uh, so I went out, I, I said, I, we have an application for the launch team. Uh, we'll accept, you know, no more than 100 people. Uh, I think we had 75 apply or 65 apply or something. So I'm like, all right, you're all accepted, you know? And uh, there were requirements to, um, you know, to be on the launch team. You, so it said, here are the benefits, here are the requirements, right? Or, and That's it's, great. Right, the benefits are you get an advanced copy of the book, you know, before the general public, right? Um, we will have a private Facebook group. So these are the benefits. A private Facebook group where we will interact, um, you know, leading up to the launch of the book. We'll have a 30-minute, you'll get a 30-minute call with Hal Elrod, right, before the book comes out, you know. Um, you'll get... Um, out what else but some other benefits you know there's like five benefits the requirements are you read the book in advance and you write a review on amazon right before it comes out um number two that you share the link to the free chapters on social media so by the way that's how i got a lot more of the opt-ins too right oh, cool. my launch team was sharing it you know at least like once a week they had to share it or something and then number three uh share any ideas that you have on how we could continue to get the word out right that was it love that and so they filled out their name and email address and why they wanted to be part of the launch team, right? That's, that's it. And so that was the launch team. So I had, I had an army of 70 people that, were, that I could get to help me get, you know, promote the free chapters and keep building the list and promote the book when it came out and write the reviews. And, you know, I think that out of the 75, I think 32 of them wrote reviews, you know, before the book came out so that they were mm -hmm. there on Amazon, you know, when it came out. Got it. Now, did you have those, did you have that launch team spread out to media outlets and get you on podcasts, newspapers, TV, blogs, stuff like that. No, that was before I even really like, I didn't even know about podcasts. Like, you know, this was 2012. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, there were podcasts back then, but mm -hmm. I, I mean, when I, when I got approached to do my podcast, I was like, who listens to podcasts? And like, right. what, what really, well, I don't even know what that is exactly. And this was like, years ago, you know, he's like, dude, trust me, millions of people listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so no, it was, they, they, I mean, my launch team, they were just, you know, um, man, I mean, I, I've done everything wrong, you know, I mean, I've done a lot of things right, but I, you know, I've done, I've, I'd say there's a lot of areas where I could have been much more effective, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I had somebody like you Chandler, I mean, interestingly enough, like back then, you know, so much, dude, you know, way more than I knew when I launched the miracle morning about launching a book, you know, way more than I did. You know, I was just making shit up as I went along and Googling, like how to promote a book and buying books on book promotion, which were all like really old school. They're like, right, right. go to your local rotary club and <laughs> try to sell 30 copies at a time. I mean, like, yeah. So anyway, well, that's great. And just to spitball off that a little bit, we did a similar uh, model with uh, my brother and I um, put out a book breaking out of a broken system. So my brother plays in need to breathe. Um, and so that he rock and roll band. And so they have a big following. So we got a bunch of applications. We chose like the top 100. And one thing we did um, off of that is we actually, so we did the same things, benefits, you know, behind this, you get to see behind the scenes of a book launch. You get to do this, you know, private Facebook, all that. Um, and then we would give them an assignment via a video. So a video based assignment, I'd record a three to four minute video and then have a Google doc with the instructions. Nice. So we, we sent our, our people out to, all the blogs, podcasts, whatever. And that was actually wow. a part of the application is do you have, what what blogs, podcasts, or whatever do you have direct access to or a connection with? Um, and then they went out and got us in newspapers, got us on radio, got us on nice, all dude. these different things. So they, you know. That's another next level shit, man. That's what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> but that's great. So you, you got the pre-launch team, you've got 10,000 people opted into your list. You've got some strong momentum before the book comes out. What else were you doing during launch, like during launch week or kind of once the book is out to really move some copies, storm up those charts? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it was, you know, I had been building my email list for 10 years, you know, so, and actually, I mean, but I, I mean, it wasn't that big. I probably had 14,000 people on my email list, you know, I mean, nothing crazy. And probably half of those emails were bad because it was over 10 years, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, what was I doing? Um, shit. I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, I was, it was it, it, it not, you know, not a whole lot. I mean, I sold 1,400 copies my first month. Um, and, uh, and that was really just via social media, you know, Twitter, fa mostly Facebook, mm -hmm. email, and, that, and that's really all I had. I didn't have a lot. And then there were a couple interviews that I did, you know, um, kind of right around the launch time, but, but not a whole lot. And if you look, here's the interesting thing. This is probably helpful for, for your, you know, your students to, to know. Um, so I, 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 it's funny. I didn't really know. I didn't know until recently how many copies of the miracle morning I had sold. People would ask me how many of you sold, you know, friends or colleagues. And I'm like, between like 30 and 50,000, I think <laughs> I'm like, I don't really know. And uh, I finally, uh, I got an assistant recently, an executive assistant, and I had her go through and like figure out all the numbers and, and, you know, Kindle audiobook, you know, paperback and then create a graph. And the graph was the coolest thing. So I saw that, you know, we started up here at 1400 copies month one, right? And then it went down to like, you know, 700 month two, and then like 300 and then whatever, right? Like this. And then, but I just kept promoting it, dude. I'm on a mission to change millions of lives with the miracle morning. So if you look, I mean, it's like this, like this, like this, and then it just goes up and up and up. And I mean, our biggest month ever in sales was December 2014, two years after the book came out. Wow. So I haven't stopped hustling, right? I mean, we're right yeah. now we're selling more books. So we're, we're going from, so, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever, we were averaging probably 300 copies a month. Now we're averaging 3,000 copies a month, you know, years, wow. years later. And most books aren't that. Most books are like a big spike and then they just fail, fall off into obscurity, right? Yeah, you <laughs> never hear from them again, right? So, um, yeah. So, uh, so that's, uh, uh, yeah. So just continue. That's interesting. Yeah. I, and, and as I was prepping for this interview, I was thinking, okay, who else do I know that's built a, a mega brand off of a book? Like not, not too many people. And Jack Canfield was one of the people that came to mind, you know, Jack Canfield chicken soup for the soul. That's kind of his, his thing that he's known as. And then, then success principles as well. But reading about him, he had a, it's funny the the parallel because he had the exact same thing with chicken soup for the soul. It was, it, yeah. it did pretty well in the beginning, but then hustled and he had his five things a day, or I forget what it was. I think it was the, the five book marketing tasks a day or whatever, yeah. and just continued to hustle. And that book continued to go on. And then it went on to be a mega success. So it's cool to see that parallel that, Hey, and that should be encouraging for people who have already released their book is just yeah. because you had a mediocre launch or maybe even a good launch and it's fell off the charts. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You, know, you can continue hustling and continue driving that book. It means that you're slacking. Right. <laughs> and how Elrod's not, he's no slouch. That's right. That's right. So what kind of stuff have you done since then? Like, what do you attribute that growth and sales to? Is it all the podcast, all the, you know, cause I know you've, I can't go anywhere without seeing how Elrod. 
I like it. Um, so there's there's a few things, and I'll share some insider information. Um, I'm working on a brand right now. Uh, it'll be a book. It'll be a program, a product. In fact, we might be competing. We'll we'll have to collaborate, so we're not competing, but we're supporting each other. But anyway, totally. it's called it's called Beyond the Bestseller: How to Write a Book That Creates a Movement, Earns You a Fortune, and Changes the World. And awesome. And it's, it's, it's looking at the difference between, okay, well, my first book was pretty well written. People really like it. The reviews are great. No negative reviews, right? My second book, though, is there's this word of mouth phenomenon. And my first book has 80 reviews. The Miracle Morning has 900 reviews, right? And it's been out, it came out six years later. So the amount of people that are so profoundly impacted by it and go write a review, you know, it's the, the percentage is pretty wild. So um, here are a couple things to consider. Yeah, writing a good book is the most important component, right? I mean, that, I mean that, 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 that's the only thing that gives you longevity. And because here's what I believe this, Chandler. If I died today, right, knock on wood, if I died today, I, I have no doubt in my mind that the Miracle Morning will sell millions of copies, right? It will, it will, it will just continue to kind of go up and up because it's such a word of mouth thing. So how do you write a book that creates a movement via word of mouth? So the number one thing, most books, I'll give you my number one tip right out the gate here. Most books change, they influence your thinking a little bit, right? Um, so they get you to think a little differently. But the problem is, right, we have a short memory. And as soon as we're reading, you know, the next book, we already forgot what the last book taught us about thinking differently because we're thinking differently in a whole different realm now with the new book, right? So most people don't have a, a significant impact in their life from most books that they read. They just feel good while they read it. Like Chicken Soup for the Soul is a great example. They sold millions of copies, but did they really change millions of lives or did they just entertain people while they read all these really inspiring stories, right? Yeah. I'd say probably the latter. You know, I don't want to take anything away from anyone whose lives was changed uh, from chicken soup for the soul. But uh, <laughs> so the number one key to writing a book that creates a movement is to change daily behavior. If you can change someone's daily behavior in a way that improves or enhances their life in some way, that's how you get word of mouth buzz going. People go, dude, why are you like for Miracle Morning, for example, why are you waking up at 5 a.m. every day? What the hell? Oh, my gosh, dude, it's this thing called the Miracle Morning. Have you read the book? You have to read the book. Mm -hmm. So if you change someone's daily behavior, maybe not daily, but their consistent behavior in a way that adds value to their life, they're going to talk about it. Another tip I'll give you is build word of mouth into your book. How do you do that? Well, a couple ways. Um, uh, tell a story about how someone shared a book with you that changed your life and how you felt compelled that you felt there was your responsibility to share it with someone else. And that when you did that, you saw it change their life too. And then so you're planting the seed of how, yeah, wow, if I'm reading a book that changes my life, I should share it with other people. Right? So I've got, that's like, there's a few different kind of stories in the book around that. Another example, um, is, uh, the, I talk about, and this is, I don't know, you know, it'd be different for everybody, but like in the, my book, I talk about how accountability is the key to one of the big keys to success. We already talked about that earlier in the pod, in the show. And I say how, um, you know, don't try to go at this alone, get an accountability partner. And then I give them, I go, here's some options. I go, when you're done reading your book, let them borrow it. Right. Cause I don't want to be right up front and say, dude, go tell them to buy the book. Cause it's right. I say, let them borrow it. I said, or if you don't want to wait till you're done reading the book, you can actually have them go download the first couple chapters, get the free video training and audio training at miraclemorning.com. And that's free for them, you know, or if you want to, you know, buy them the book for their birthday or whatever, that's cool too. 
right? So, but I plant that seed early on. And, and obviously, you know, there's, it's either they can let them borrow the book. Well, most people are like, well, I don't want to wait till I'm done or I don't want to let them borrow my book. I'll never get it back. But option number two is they can go to my opt-in page, right? Which costs no one anything. And they get the free stuff for free and they get started right away. So, yeah. so those are some components of how you get the word of mouth kind of, you know, working. Got it. So was that a couple questions there? Um, was that referencing of giving books to other people and how it changed their life in the book? Was that intentional or was that something that you looked back and you said, wow, that worked really well? I think that was intentional. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and when I look at like, you know, with the Miracle Morning, like the success of the book right now, I, uh, I, look, like, I look at the things I did and probably 60% of what's working, I intentionally did. And then 40%, I'm like, I never thought of that before. You know, like, here's an example. Daily behavior change is something that I didn't, I never thought of that, but now mm -hmm. like analyzing it and talking to people, I'm like, that's why they're telling people because they're doing something different every day. That's changing their life. Of course, it's yeah. going to come up in conversation, right? Yeah. Of course. I mean, if you, if you, if you search on YouTube, right, you see you, if you go to the miracle morning, and you put the miracle morning on YouTube and you put it in, you'll see random people that are like miracle morning changed my life. And they have like, it has 12 views. Right. But, yeah. but you know, they're, they're talking about it because it's changed their life because it changed their behavior. So, you got to ask yourself and get creative. How can you integrate behavior change into your content? Whatever your topic or your content is, how can you create daily behavior change? Right. And I mean, your book, uh, you know, Chandler's or you have many books, but like the book, you know, book launch, for example, I mean, you're getting people to do something that's getting their book in print. That's getting them to join that 1%, right? That 1% right. instead of the 81% that don't write a book. And so you better believe that people are going, dude, how, you wrote a book. How'd you write a book? I fucking read a book called Book Launch. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's virality in that, and even in our program. And that's is when when people are on their journey of writing a book, all their friends, their family, their everything is like, "Hey, how are you doing this? This is crazy. I never thought you'd write a book." And yeah. then they can they can say, "Oh, well, self publishing school," and then it, it kind of builds out from there. Yeah. Awesome. Now the vi virality in. And you're, well, and I did want to just touch an example. I just remember, remember this is so every time I'm on a podcast or a show or anything, and they ask me about how I start my day, or if they ask me about one like routine or trait that is instant plug, because it's a big habit change. So that's a, a living example of what you're saying there is, well, I'll say, okay, well, I started the miracle morning. And if you haven't heard of it, how I'll ride his book's awesome. Go check it out. But I started that in January and go on with the story and then instant plug to thousands of more people, you know? So that's just an example of that in, in play. But I did want to have a follow-up question there, which is what are some examples? How can, how can listeners do this? Um, beyond morning routines. People might say, be saying how, okay, I get it, but how can I not copy the miracle morning and do something different that changes people's habits? Yeah. So you can create rituals around your content. So you could have, so in, in, in essence, you could like the miracle morning is a ritual. So you can create your own ritual. If your book is called, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, 10 years to, to become a millionaire, right? Well, I'm just picking something totally random, right? you can have their daily 10 year to become a millionaire ritual that they do every day that involves, you know, these three practices or these six practices where you review your goals. Then you write a letter to mm. a millionaire to ask for their advice. You know what I mean? Like something it, it. creative. So it's just, that's how you create some sort of daily ritual 
ideally daily, if it's weekly, you know, but I think that the more often they do it, the more it's part of their life, right? Um, and the, the more likely they are to keep doing it. If it's once a week, then once you miss a week, you're on vacation, it's easy to, you know, but if something's a daily thing, it's like, like now people that do the Miracle Morning, I'm sure you could attest, they're like, dude, I, I can't, like, if I miss my Miracle Morning, I feel like I wait, like most people, for example, start out with five days a week and they take the weekends off. And what ends up happening is they're like, dude, I wake up, you know, I sleep in on the Saturday and that used to be cool. But now I'm like, I just wasted like three hours of what could have been productive time. So they go five days a week to six to seven. And they're like, dude, why would I miss this? You know? So you gotta have the more you can have them do that routine. So create some sort of ritual that you have steps where they get to implement, review your content, uh, you know, every single day. It could be a 30 minute routine, could be a 10 minute routine, right? Some sort of daily ritual. And the next thing you know, you're waking up at 8, 8 a.m. on a Saturday, sleeping in, saying, screw you, Hal Rod. I shouldn't feel bad about this. That's right. <laughs> like, That's right. I should have been up two hours ago. What am I doing? And by the way, I will say this, Chandler, you know, to answer your question, what am I doing to continue promoting it? Um, podcast interviews has been the number one thing I've found to drive sales. Um, I've done 155 podcast interviews, I think, in the last you know couple of years. Um, and when I started, by the way, you know, for people, this is important. When I started, you know, like getting on a podcast, people are like, who the hell are you? You know, right? Like, I never heard of you. I don't, so when it, you know, it starts, if you look at my, if I were to make a graph of podcast interviews, I was probably on like, you know, one a week in the beginning. And now I'm on like, I was on 15 the other week, <laughs> you know, like in one week. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So podcast interviews are big. They're free. They cost nothing. People want guests, you know, et cetera. So you need to come with a, you know, when your book's done and it's got good content, you know, reach out to all the podcasters and, uh, and, and, and try to get on their show. Got it. All right. Well, let's move into some monetization and we'll wrap things up. Um, yeah, go ahead. so we were talking about before this, um, before the interview about how your book just brings in a ton of revenue and obviously you have some other avenues and we'll get into that and how you've built off of the book and these other revenue sources and stuff. But I mean, the book for you is a consistent driver of revenue, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm self-published, so instead of making you know a dollar to a book, I I I think I make I average about seven dollars on Kindle and then eight dollars paperback or whatever. So about seven or eight dollars per book, um, and uh, you know we're yeah selling thousands of copies a month. So it's because because people always ask me like fellow authors when they go, yeah, I heard the Miracle Morning, like I see it everywhere. How do you how are you monetizing it? I'm like, dude, I just sell a lot of books. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> Because most people don't make any money on their book. They just make it on their back end. Now, but here's the thing. Because, like, dude, I'm not, okay, I'm selling a lot of books. I'm missing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue because my back end is not, is not bulletproof. Like, I don't have my right. funnels and my programs and products automated. But I will say, and I know you wanted me to talk about kind of how is this exploded my speaking and all of that. Um, my speaking fee when the book came out was... I think like $4,500, right? And now it's 12500 And I'm speaking more than I've ever spoken before. <laughs> and I'm not marketing my speaking at all. So um, you go, well, how are you? You know, how are you? You've, you're charging more. You're speaking more. You're not marketing it. The Miracle Morning is marketing my speaking for me. Almost every speech that I get is from someone that reads The Miracle Morning and reaches out, you know, they're a CEO or whatever. And they say, dude, you've got to bring this content to my people. This book has changed my life and I want you to bring it. We've got a conference coming up. 
I know you're a speaker, which again, of course, I planted throughout the book as I'm telling my stories. I had a dream of being a speaker. Never thought, wow, then I gave a speech. Wow, not, then I was the highest rated speaker that the company had ever had. You know, so, so I'm building credibility. And then at the end of the book, and I'll show this so you guys can see it. Um, at the end of the book, it says, right, book how to speak. Right. So yeah. there, there's testimonials, et cetera. So, you know, so then hopefully they see that if they don't read, you know, get the hint throughout the book, they see that at the end. And I saw Peter Vug's new book. It's at the front of his book. Right. So it's like when you open it, it's like the third page is like book Peter to speak. So I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch always has to one up me, you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no. So uh, he's somebody you should interview for this, too. Have you, do you know who Peter is? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's booked. We're talking next week. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool, man. Very cool. And he you guys stole, are like stole all of my ideas. He always steals my ideas or he models them, you know, but he like, he one ups them. So he, he, he's good. That's awesome. Now, what are, what are some other ways? So tripled your speaking fee. Um, like here's the, so you said you're, good. the big, here's the biggest. Okay. And, and we already mentioned this earlier that Dan Kennedy said your biggest, your greatest asset is your email list in the miracle morning book. There are, like five different bonuses that people can get at tmmbook.com, right? That same URL is in there five different times to get a sample of the Miracle Morning Journal, to get download my personal affirmations, which if you're reading the book, you're learning about affirmations, right? How would you not want to know what is the author reading for himself every day? That's all, right? And it was my yeah. affirmations from the year I wrote the book. Mm. So they can download those. So there's all these bonuses. Um, I, I haven't added, I haven't looked in a while, but last time I checked, I was averaging about 1500 new opt-ins a month from people that were getting the bonuses. That's not including the, the free chapters page. That page is still up. And for your listeners or your viewers, if you want to get the free chapters or even just see that sequence and see the page and model it, if you go to miraclemorning.com, that's the site to get the free chapters, right? But more, most of my opt-ins come from the people that are getting the bonuses, which is great because they're warm leads. They're midway through my book going, man, this is great, right? They already have a, a level of trust and rapport with me because they've gotten value from me. Then they're opting in. So the beauty of it is my email list was 14,000 when the Miracle Morning came out. And I think now it's 52,000 people. So now when I, when my, when my event came out last year, then Instead, so how did I make money? Well, I made money because I had, you know, 40,000 on my email list at that time. And now instead of emailing 14,000 people asking if they want to come to my event, I'm able to email 40,000 people asking if they want to come to my event. So, you know, we, my goal was 100 people at the event. We had 220 people at the event. It totally exceeded my expectations. So that's a big way I'm monetizing it is the email opt-ins. I've also got a back-end coaching program called VIP Success Coaching. Mm -hmm. I get upset when I talk about this because that's the area where my funnel is the most like almost non-existent. There's like one video on a page that says like, want how to be on your coach. And it's like underneath the bonus. like people barely even see it. I probably get one person a week, maybe two um, on average that sign up for that. And it's a $97 a month group coaching program. Um, and then I get my, I just got a one-on-one -on -one coaching client from the Netherlands uh, or no from, yeah, from the Netherlands and from Australia. It's weird. All my coaching clients lately are like from all over the country or all over the world. Um, but they found me from the Miracle Morning. They read the book. In there, I mentioned, hey, I'm a coach, right? I told my story. Mm -hmm. um, and then they reach out to me, you know, for coaching. So, so those are you know, many different ways that I'm, I'm monetizing. But again, it's all because the book added value to their life. I, in the book, I positioned myself in the other things that I do. They were mentioned in there strategically. 
and then people that go, wow, I love this book. And how's a coach too? Dude, I want how to coach. I want him to be my coach, you know, and then they, then they reach out. That's great. Now, what, what do you do to monetize that email list? Um, so, uh, it's, I mon. I mean, all the things that I just mentioned in terms of, you know, my event, my, you know, um, you know, the book, et cetera, et cetera, all these you other things. VIP success coaching to them on like a, once a quarter or anything like that. No. So here's, here's the way that I use my email list is, um, is it's, I primarily add value and I don't, I don't, I don't pitch much. Um, mm -hmm. but it's probably why we had 220 people at my first ever live event, you know, which, I mean, it was a $500 event. It wasn't super cheap. 220 people there, you know, um, when my goal was a hundred was because every, so I do a podcast and I recommend this for, uh, just about everybody, including you. Um, do you have a podcast yet? Not yet. Dude, Nick Palkowski, your podcast guru.com. He is the, he's the bomb. He's helping um, my mentor Mitch with his podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Nick's great. So, um, but anyway, my podcast, uh, is actually, so I launched a podcast and, uh, again, get an expert with that because unless you understand how iTunes metrics work and new and noteworthy and stuff, you will miss the boat. My the first time I launched my podcast, I didn't know anything and we didn't, you know, it never really gained much traction. The second time I launched my podcast with Nick, when he understood how it worked, we went from 5,000 downloads month one to 27,000 downloads month three. And all because of iTunes, not because I grew my list that fast. But um, the point is, all I do with my email list is they get my podcast email every single week that adds value. And then on my podcast, I'm able to mention stuff. Like I have a new book coming out next month called The Miracle Morning for Salespeople, right? And I had a book come out in uh, December, The Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents. Well, um, The Miracle Morning for Salespeople, it's, it, strategically, it will come out the day that the podcast goes out at four o'clock in the morning that says, hey guys, my new book comes out today. Go check it out on Amazon. Well, that's going out to, you know, 50,000 people. So, so that's how I monetize my email list by adding value, adding value, adding value, adding value. Uh, and then when needed, I ask them to, you know, to, to buy something or sign up for something. So whether it's a live event, but I'm not consistently, I don't have funnels in place that are consistently marketing my products and programs to people. It's just consistently adding value through a weekly email, through a podcast. And then they're, they're there when I need them, so to speak. Got it. So you were mentioning a little bit ago that that's a shift for you is to dial in those funnels a little bit more and to kind of tighten up that monetization. So what are some of those changes that you plan on making that you want to make that will build more back into it? So for me, um, like the VIP success coaching program, I'll probably shut it down after this year, which it'll be, I think we're in a, there's a fourth year. Um, just because I'm, I'm getting, I've gotten very, very, very passionate about, uh, passive income where I don't want to have to do anything to make the money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to create something once and then have it all automated. And that's the area where like the miracle morning is where I got a taste of it. I, I wrote a book and while I'm, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Oh, we sold 50 copies last night. I made 400 bucks while I was sleeping. That's awesome. Right. right. Um, one of my mastermind groups go abundance, which dude, I got to get you to, I don't know if I invited, did I invite you to them? You haven't invited me yet, but I think you might've mentioned it. Yeah. I got to get you to go remind me, text me, whatever. I got to get you to go, the next go abundance event. I go to, I got to get you to them, but they focus on horizontal income, which horizontal income is income while you're horizontal, right? While you're sleeping. Um, that's their big focus. So, uh, so for me, um, 
the, what I need to do to get dialed in is number one, I need to create the products and programs that are available online. So the first one's already 99% done. I just got to like tweak a few things. Um, and it's the best year ever blueprint. We, we had a professional videographer record the event. All the videos are online. And so we're going to create that. It's an automated, you know, program where people will, will you know, we'll do a launch and they'll sign up and then we'll have it as part of, you know, we will have it as when people opt in that that will become an automated thing where they get, you know, an invitation to that, a couple of the emails with invitations to get the online program or sign up for the live event. So they'll get an either or, and if they want to do both, there'll be a special package to do both. Oh, awesome. Or we might do where if you sign up for this year's live event, you get the, the, reg- the other one for free, something like yeah. that. Right? Or I could easily see the the video program leading in and the upsell is the live event. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to still figure that out. Um, and, uh, but we're like, we're right there. Right. And I'm, and I'm like you, man, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm a creative. I like to create, I'm not a finisher. I'm like, but you know, when I'm halfway through a project, I'm always thinking of the next project and I'm working on that one, you know? So that, that's my challenge. Um, I should, you know, I need to just sit down and go, okay, let's finish the last, you know, 3% or whatever. Um, but then the next one after that, so I've already outlined what are the programs going to be. Um, and I'm starting where, with the low hanging fruit, right? I already recorded the video seminar. Take, I don't have to record any content. It's ready. We just, it's ready to go. I just got to get it all, get the funnel situated. Second thing is I'm taking my VIP coaching program. It's, and I'm going to take the best 12 monthly modules that we've ever had. And I'm going to put them into a 12 week program. So, mm. and the angle will be, dude, get 12 months of coaching in 12 weeks, right? You know, it's like get 10 years of experience in a, you know, in, in a month or whatever. Love so, that. That's yeah, so awesome. that, again, the content's already ready. I just got to go through the stuff I don't like, which is the, that's why it takes so long. It's like, I'm not a details guy. I don't want to go through and sift through. And so I've got my, I've got Nick doing most of that. Um, and then from there, uh, I need to create a miracle morning advanced course or training. And that will be a fully automated, right. You know, online program. Um, so that, but that's really it is I've got to get these, get these funnels dialed in and then, um, and you know, and then it'll be experimenting with, you know, learning a whole new set of skills, which is like maybe, you know, online marketing in the realm of, I can promote it through my podcast and all that, but you know, Facebook ads, I, I, I haven't done a lot of that, right. Google AdWords haven't done any of that, you know? So there's still so many components where once we've got all the systems in place with the automate automation, then I'll be like, all right, how, how do we market these bad boys? What are some, you know, I'll use all my current channels of marketing, um, you know, my social media, Twitter, all of that. Uh, and then I'm going to, you know, I'll have, I'll be learning or, or leveraging experts in, in other areas. And, and that's, I got a great f- Facebook ad guy and we're also dialing in the funnels and the, the paid traffic and all that right Who's now. Who's your Facebook ad guy, ad guy? Just curious. Kurt Malley. Hmm. He, he's Facebook ad genius or social media ad genius. He's, the guy he's blowing up right now. He's, he's really, really good. Nice. Um, but we're, we're working on a lot of evergreen and a lot of continuity and, and pushing that out, but we'll have to talk on that. Yeah. But you were, you, so you were just, so the, you said the first step is the best year ever blueprint live. That training yeah. is, you said that was the first one. Yeah. Cause it's already it's done. Yep. Okay. What was the second one? VIP coaching, get 12, 12 months of coaching, 12 weeks. In 12 weeks. Yep. Okay. And then, and then the third one was the miracle morning advance one, right? Miracle morning. Yeah. Advanced course. Um, and I mean like, dude, I mean, literally I've lost hundreds of thousands. I've lost out on hundreds of thousands of dollars because if that would have been in place two years ago, right. Those 50,000 often get about it. Oh my God. I'd be retired. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be like Chandler. I'm on an Island. Sorry. You know, but I mean, it's like, we can only do so much. And, and my original intention was to do that 
it's just that I got to the point where the book had a launch date, you know, publish date, and I got to it and I was still working on the book. And I'm like, I don't, I just, I ran out of time, you know? Yeah. So that, that's kind of how it happened. You know? So what's the timeline for the, what's the timeline for, for pulling those in? Um, so, uh, the best year ever blueprint by the end of, uh, this month. So I don't think we're quite going to hit that. We got two days. Um, so I might back it up to the end of June, but I basically, I, I want to, um, uh, uh, you know, I think that I, for the first two, at least like actually for all of them, I could probably, cause once I get the first one done, you know, which I'm, I'm so close to, I'll be like, I'll, and it's almost like anything where like writing a book, yes, the last, the last 10% is 50%, right? Like, right. you know, so like most things in life, you get down to the end and you're like, fuck, there's so many little details. Like, I don't even know where to, ah, you know? And, and I thought you were going to say, go this route in the sense that like, once you do it once, like with a book, like this is the thing we preach all that. Once you do it once, you can do it 500 times. Sure, it's so sure, sure. easy. Yeah. The first time is definitely the hardest. The first time. And yeah. And once you get where you think you're almost done, you realize there's so many little things you didn't even think about, you know, like here's a great example for most authors. They write a book and they're like, Oh, I'm done. I wrote it. Oh man, that was so hard. And then you're like, Hey dude, no one's going to buy it. <laughs> like if you don't go, nuts on marketing it for like the next two years and you're like what i thought that when you write it if it's a good book it just does its own thing it's like nope you know now i mean that's what they say right the real work begins you know right so um so yeah so for me once i get one done then i want to basically start cranking out one a month and 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 here's a big part too when my vip coaching program is done that time that I invest, which is more than I should. I mean, in a way I really focus a lot. I create these like 10 page, you know, extensive handouts and they've got action steps and, you know, habit trackers. Like I go, I go way like, you know, I'm sure people appreciate it obviously, but I go so far and it's cause when it was new, I was like thinking, how can I make this the best thing ever? But it's not sustainable. Cause I got to invest all these hours to create this content, you know, and the, and the handouts. So once that's done at the end of this year, um, I will, all of that time will be replaced with creating automated evergreen products and programs over. That's all I'll do. So that right. time I spend on that will be replaced, you know, right. but by the end of this year, I want to have at least, um, those three programs and then beyond the bestseller. That's another training that I'm going to launch as well. Um, we'll have to JV or something on it, but, uh, awesome. um, but yeah, so that, so that's my fourth one. So miracle morning is the third one. And then beyond the bestseller is the fourth one. Awesome. Well, how man, it's it's been really cool hearing this progression all the way through, starting with that first book, getting ripped off, the miracle morning, grinding and hustling your way to success with that, and then especially diving into not only how you're monetizing so far and how the book's already made you a ton of money from one, two books, but also what's to come. And as a bonus, uh, in in all of that, it's funny we were talking about public accountability earlier in this podcast. Now you've got to go create all those courses. It's just, <laughs> That's right. It's, it's live. So, That's right. uh, so we'll, we'll circle back up with you on that. Um, I appreciate but it, man. Thanks again for coming, man. And really enjoyed it. I'm sure everyone else did as well. Thanks, brother. Now, thanks for having now, me. Lastly, before, before we hop off, what's the best way that people can get in touch with you, can find out more about the Miracle Morning or any of that good stuff? Yeah, my website is halelrod.com, H-A-L-E-L-R-O-D.com. 
if you want to get the Miracle Morning book, which highly recommended, uh, Amazon.com is the best place to buy that, or you can get the audiobook on Audible, or it's on you know iBooks and Kindle and all that too. Um, and then, uh, dude, finally got on iBooks after like years of not being on there and people requesting like, dude, get it on iBooks. And I'm like, but I'm Kindle Select. And then I got a check in the mail from from uh, iBooks the other day for like forty three hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, wow. I just switched over in January. I was like. Oh, I was about to get off it because I'm like, am I even making money? No, I've not gotten paid anything. And <laughs> I guess they they pay quarterly instead of monthly. So I was like, oh, they yeah, got us. I didn't get off. So, um, and then, uh, but I would invite everybody to join the Miracle Morning community on Facebook. And I know you can speak to this. The Miracle Morning community on Facebook, we have over 15,000 members now from around the world. It grows by like 100 a day. And it has become the most engaged, supportive, encouraging online community that I have ever seen. So uh, even if you don't do the Miracle Morning, it, if you want to connect with like-minded people that will support you, it, it's a great community to join. It's amazing. I, I love it. Well, Hal, thanks so much, man. Talk real soon. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help this podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.